This is the One Thing Podcast, where we teach you the surprisingly simple truth behind extraordinary results. I'm your host, Jeff Woods. Time is your most valuable resource. The problem is most people spend their time instead of investing it. And the waste amplifies when you look at the people you work with. If you can't focus on what matters most, you end up working longer hours and sacrificing your personal life. We help people like you implement a simple system to turn your big vision into action steps. Instead of just being busy, you'll be productive and achieve extraordinary results both professionally and personally. As a listener of this show, you know that while the principles of the one thing are surprisingly simple, they can sometimes be challenging to live. What stops most people from living the one thing is a system which we call the productive system. This is part three in a six-part series where we walk you through the six steps of the productive system. The first step is to transform how you think because your thinking drives your behavior, which drives your results. Once you change the way you think, step two is to cast a vision by identifying your core values and setting someday, five-year, and one-year goals. Once you cast your vision, step three is to build the plan by creating a one-page business plan we call a GPS, which creates clarity and alignment across your team. And once the plan is created and everyone is on the same page, step four is for you to prioritize your activities, the pieces of the plan that you are responsible for so you know what you need to accomplish this week and this month to be on track for your year. Once you've got clarity on your priorities, step five is to take action by time blocking so your calendar reflects your priorities and your one thing gets done. And finally, step six is to build habits around the activities that make achieving your goals possible. In the last episode, we walked you through how to cast a vision. If you missed that, it's worth going back and listening to that. In this episode, we're gonna walk you through the third step, which is to create a plan. As you listen to the episode, if you'd like us to help you implement this in less time with less stress, all you have to do is head on over to theonething.com. That's with the number one in the URL, theonething.com. As an individual, you can learn about our Living Your One Thing training membership. And if you are a leader and want to discover what it looks like to facilitate creating this plan so you have more clarity and alignment with your team, you can request a consultation. We'll block a time to connect. Just head on over to theonething.com. Eating healthy is an investment. It's an investment in yourself, but it also often requires an investment of your time. But good news is Factor has delicious ready-to-eat meals that are ever fresh and never frozen. They're chef-created, dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. With Factor, you can choose from a weekly menu of up to 35 options, including popular things like Calorie Smart or Keto Direction or Protein Plus or Vegan and Veggie. Also discover 60 more add-ons every week like breakfast on the go, lunch, snacks, beverages to help you stay fueled, feel good all day. And we know our listeners here at The One Thing are focused on health and health goals. That's why we choose to partner with Factor. And if you visit factormeals.com slash 150 and use code 150, you can get 50% off your first month plus 20% off your next month. Again, that's factormeals.com slash ONE50 and use code ONE50 to get 50% off your first month plus 20% off your next month. In this episode, we're going to walk you through the top 20% challenges that most business planning processes have that creates 80% of the friction. We'll help you understand 
what problems that ultimately creates among your team. And then we'll share with you how we approach that in a different way that is simple and effective. When it comes to the challenges, again, we're not talking about all the challenges. We're talking about the top 20% challenges that drive 80% of the friction. It really boils down to five things. First is that when you do your business planning, leaders try to encompass everything versus the most important things. The second is it's created top-down versus a collaboration with the key stakeholders. The third is that once the plan is created, individuals are not always crystal clear on what part of the plan they own so that they know what the heck belongs on their calendar this week. The fourth is people don't know what to do when priorities change. And finally, they don't have a simple way to stay on track with their plan throughout the year. And we're going to dive into each one of these individually. Starting with the first challenge, which is your plan tries to encompass everything versus the most important things. If you've read the one thing, you know the number one lie of productivity is the lie that everything matters equally. That simply means that all the stuff that is on your plate is not of equal importance. It's based on the 80-20 rule, the idea that 80% of your results come from just 20% of your activities. So the minority of the things that you and your team do drive the majority of your results. If a plan tries to encompass everything, it can be very challenging to stay focused on the 20%. I have seen business plans that were two pages long, three pages long, 20 pages long. They were so detailed on all the things that had to happen. But when you hand that to a person, are they clear, this is what matters most? No. And we fundamentally have to shift how our plans are created. Acknowledging that unfortunately, we don't get to make the 80% go away. That still happens. However, as a team, you will achieve the greatest results by being clear on what matters most. A great example of this is FedEx. If you go back and listen to episode 294, which is titled, How One FedEx Leader Used the One Thing to Achieve Extraordinary Results, we shared the story of Bob. Bob is the VP of airline technology for FedEx. So they literally build all the technology that keeps the planes up in the air and flying safely, as well as loading and unloading the packages as efficiently as possible. When he first heard the idea of the one thing, he was a little taken aback because he thought to himself, we have more than one thing. And I want to recognize we all have more than one thing. And by no means are we suggesting that you only have one thing or that you're only going to do one thing. But he shared this image with me and it's a freeway in China. It is 50 lanes wide and every day traffic backs up for miles leading up to a toll booth. And it's an image from a helicopter taking an aerial picture and you see thousands of cars piled up in a traffic jam. And he said, Jeff, this, this is my organization. These are all the things that we have to do. And he found himself asking, I get it. Everything does not matter equally. While the cars don't go away, there are a handful of things that, that will drive the majority of our results. And he was actually able to isolate one thing. And it was called EMR. They wanted to create the first paperless cockpit in the world. The thing that Bob had realized is... His organization had been working on EMR for six years. 
For six years, they had known about it. Resources were allocated. And it was just inching its way forward because of everything else that was on their plate. And this is where Bob realized he needed a different approach when it came to their plan for the year. They needed a plan that would focus the team on the most important thing, in this case, EMR. So they created a GPS, a one-page business plan that will walk you through what that is in detail later in this episode. But all of a sudden, the entire team was clear. Our goal, our one thing for the year is EMR. In order for us to be successful there, here's the major 20% priorities we have to focus on in order of priority. And if that's the case, here's the supporting strategies we've got to knock down to be on track. Once his team was clear and aligned on what the one thing was and what the 20% priorities and strategies were, they accomplished EMR in two weeks. It's almost unbelievable. Yet, what becomes possible if every person on your team shows up and every day is clear on the one thing for the team and asks, what can I do today to advance our progress toward that goal? The truth is, anything and everything becomes possible. But that only becomes possible when your plan focuses on what matters most rather than trying to accomplish everything. The second challenge is that plans are often created top-down versus a collaboration among key stakeholders. The key leaders lock themselves in a room and based on their goals, they create a plan, they roll it out to the team and they say, here's how we're going to tackle and achieve our goals this year. That's normal. Here's the problem with that. It's the leader's plan. You don't feel like it's your plan. This is about ownership. We believe a leader's job is to teach people how to think. That's your job as a leader, is to teach people how to think, which means we need to teach our people how to go from vision to plan. So if we as leaders go ahead and do all the legwork and roll it out. We rob our people of the experience of making the plan their own. This is the journey all of us have gone on as leaders. We all started in our career where I did it. And when I do something, it is my job. And if you do it well enough, you get promoted. And all of a sudden, we do it together. The challenge with this is as long as you as a leader have to do the job with your team member, you continue to own a piece of their job and you start to feel stuck. Because over time, there's so much... You've got 100% of your job that you need to own, but then your team needs you to help them with their job and you end up working longer hours, being more stressed, sacrificing your personal life and burning out. The opportunity is to go from I do it to we do it to they do it. Because the moment your people can do things independent of you, you start to feel freedom. And the ultimate is if you can move from they do it to your people feeling like it's theirs. That's about ownership. Them feeling like their DNA is in the plan. It's their plan. What stops leaders from doing this is it's faster to create the plan yourself and roll it out with your people. It takes time. It takes patience and frankly, some new habits. 
of asking questions when you naturally would have given people the answer. It requires all those things to slow down and collaborate with your team so that they arrive at the same ideas that you had or a better one. Yet the difference is every person now understands what the goal is of the organization. Every person understands what are the major priorities that we need to focus on? What are the major strategies we've got to focus on? And which ones do I own? It also helps them understand there is only so many resources, there is only so much time, and this is where we have to focus in order of priority. All of a sudden, there is immense clarity and alignment throughout the organization. You get massive benefits, and it requires that you stop, block time with your people to involve them in the conversation. We just did this with our organization, and every year, it continues to solidify how powerful this approach is because my right hand, Jeff, and I had an idea of what the plan for the organization should be. But we kept that in our back pocket. We then had our team create the plan that was in alignment with the vision that we had set. They came up with answers that were so much bigger, so much better than what Jeff and I were thinking. If we had told them what our thoughts were and how we thought the plan should look, we would have actually imposed a ceiling over their achievement. We would have set a lower goal than the team came up with. And because the team came up with it, they own it. So let's recap. Instead of trying to encompass everything, your plan should focus on the most important things. And instead of making it a top-down approach, make it a collaboration so your key people feel like it's their plan and they own it. The third is that individuals are not always crystal clear on what part of the plan they own and based on that, what they need to do this week. When we look at most plans, A lot of them will actually start to assign ownership. They'll put the names of people next to each item. The problem is they write the names of all the people that need to be involved. We take a different approach. We ask the question, who's the one person that is most responsible for leading this priority or leading this strategy? It's not that they're the only person that is responsible for playing a role regarding that item, it's the person who's responsible for rallying the troops. Without this level of clarity, it's very easy as an individual to assume that somebody else has got it, that somebody else is taking the action. And we are about two things, clarity and alignment. We want everybody to be clear on what needs to be done and who owns it. And we want to be in alignment. We want to make sure that we are all on the same page. So the opportunity is to stop writing all the names next to each item and identify the one person that's responsible for rallying the others to make sure that they are on track on a weekly basis. So we know We should not try to encompass everything. We should focus on the most important things. We know it should be a collaboration versus a top-down. We know we need to assign ownership, a single name next to each item instead of multiple names so that everybody is crystal clear on what piece of the plan they own. 
And as you go out through the year, the fourth challenge is people don't know what to do when priorities change. <gasps> if there's one thing we know about plans, it's that plans never go according to plan. Problem is, most of the plans we see inside of companies, they set them for the year, but then the world changes, their business changes, their needs change, and people tell themselves the story that the plan is no longer valid. All that's missing is a really simple way to account for changes. A lot of people, when a leader comes in and says, hey, we got to be focusing on this, they feel like they have to say yes, and they just stack it onto their workload without asking the question, if these were dominoes, how would we line them up? Is it the first domino? Is it the second domino? Is it the third domino? Who owns knocking that domino down? What else are they currently saying yes to? Do they have the bandwidth to do that? Things are going to change, folks. And you've got to be able to adapt to those changes. And every time you say yes to something, you're saying no to something else in that moment. You need a way to make sure that when you say yes, it's in the correct order of priority. So we know when it comes to our plans, our plans need to focus on the most important things versus try to encompass everything. We know it should be a collaboration so people feel ownership over it versus something that's just top down. We know people need to be clear on what piece of the plan they're responsible for so they can make sure that what they invest their time on this week is keeping them on track with that plan. And we know that we need a simple way to have context that when things change, we make sure that we are saying yes to the most important things. The final challenge that we see is that people just don't have a simple way to stay focused on the plan. We've all experienced this where we have clarity, hey, we've got to do this. Then it clashes with reality. The emails keep stacking up. The meeting invites keep getting sent. There's customer fires everywhere, whether they're internal customers or external customers. And before you know it, you are so busy firefighting and reacting to everything that is going on in your world that it's easy to lose focus on what matters most. The solution is, once the plan is created, is that you time block. You time block having a relationship with your goals. We've talked about this in previous episodes. You don't need a new way to set goals. You need a way to have a relationship with them. Just like when you met a significant other and you realized that there was something really special about him, you did not say to them, hey, I really like you. And I could see us going all the way. So let's get together in a year. 12 months from now, let's get back together. Let's see how it's going. You did not do that. The moment you realized you really liked that person, you started going on more dates. And in between dates, you were communicating with them. And in between communications, you were thinking about them. And as things went well, you raised the expectations for what was possible. You might've moved in. You might've gotten married. You might've had kids. And when there was conflict, when you realized you were not growing in the same direction, you best believe you asked, what do I need to do differently to get back on track? We know how to have a relationship with another person. We've got to have a relationship with our goals. And in this case, you've got to have a relationship with your plan. So when will you come together as a leadership team to sit down 
and review your plan and ask some specific questions to make sure you stay on track. So let's recap again the challenges and what the solutions are. Do not try to make your plan encompass everything. Make it focus on the most important things. The 20% priorities and strategies that drive 80% of your results. And when you create that plan, make it a collaboration so people feel ownership of it instead of it being top-down. Once you're clear on what the plan is, you've got to assign ownership, a single name, a single person that is responsible for rallying the rest of the troops so that there is higher clarity, higher alignment, and higher accountability. And acknowledge that plans are not going to go according to plan. When things change, they will change. Ask the question, where does this fall? in alignment with all the other dominoes. And finally, have a regular time block as a team to come back together to check in on how you're doing. Date your plan. Where are you doing awesome? Where do you have an opportunity to raise the bar? Where have you fallen off track? You're going to fall off track, at least in one place. And what do you need to do differently to get back on track? So let's walk you through how we make this really simple for you to do, whether you're an individual or whether you're doing this with your team. Our framework for this is called a GPS. Just like the GPS on your phone, it is designed to get you where you want to go. And when there's detours, it gets you back on track. The G stands for goal, the one thing for the year. The P's stand for priorities. The major 20% initiatives you've got to say yes to in order to achieve that goal, they are listed in order of priority. And the S is for strategies, the tactical things you've got to do to accomplish each priority. If you would like to see what a GPS looks like, just head on over to theonething.com. We have some free resources on the page and you can download this template. This is a one-page business plan. It literally fits on one page because it forces you to trim the fat and focus on what matters most. When we do this with a team, this is a facilitated process. We have the key leaders invite the stakeholders in, the people who need to have a say, who need to have that ownership, or people that are really talented that you want to create a bigger opportunity for over time, you involve them in this conversation. It's a huge reward and recognition for them. So we pull those people together. If it's in person, it's a full day. If it's virtually, it's two half days virtually. And we literally start by defining what the goal is. We do not earn the right to look at all the things we think we should be doing until we clearly define what the measure of success is for the year and we rally it around one thing. The benefit of this is following the creation of the plan. If you asked any of your people, what's our one thing for the year? You would get a unified answer. And that way, every person, when they show up for work every day, in the back of their mind, they're asking, how is what I'm doing today helping us achieve are one thing. It's exactly what happened with Bob and his team. Then once the goal is defined, we crowdsource what are the major priorities we'd have to say yes to. You in the back of your mind, if you're the leader, may have an idea of what they are, but the team designs them. And the beauty for you is you actually get to sit back if you're the leader and you get to watch your people do the work and you get a window into how they think. Because remember, your job as a leader 
is to teach people how to think. So how can you teach them how to think if you're not clear on how they're thinking currently? So this is a chance for you to see how are people thinking about this? Do I agree with their thinking? Do I need to coach them to think differently? Your people identify the goal. They identify the priorities. And once we have the priorities and we assigned a clear owner for each one, those people then break out into groups and identify what the strategies are. And they present them to the leader. Something that's really important here. Um, This is not a democracy. It's not that your team gets to raise their hand and the majority of what they vote for is what rules. Gary would say it's a benevolent dictatorship. (laughs) The leader gets to make the call on what the goals, priorities, and strategies are. Yet, if we want to move from I do it to we do it to they do it to theirs, you need to give people the agency to cast that vision and you reserve the right to approve it or challenge them to come back with something different. When you do this, all of a sudden you have a plan that really focuses on the most important things. It is a collaboration so people feel that ownership. A single name is by each priority and strategy so every person knows what piece of the pie they encounter. And then you set the expectations. This is our plan. This is what we're marching forward with. And we acknowledge that things may change throughout the year. So when you get asked to do something that you do not think is in alignment with this plan, ask the question. I'm hearing you want me to help you with X. Right now, I'm focusing on Y, which is in alignment with our plan. Is this new request a higher priority or can I get to it after I get this thing done? The thing that's mind-blowing for a lot of people is just because a leader is asking for something doesn't mean they're asking you to do the most important thing. They're just moving something off their plate and onto yours. And this allows you a very simple way to help people understand, here's the ripple effect that your request could have for the better or for the worse. And finally, the thing that we do to help you keep that rhythm and stay focused on the plan is we facilitate a monthly leadership meeting. One of our consultants drives this where we pull the most important leaders together virtually. We pull the plan up and we ask extremely specific questions for every single line item. We go to the person whose name is next and we ask them what specifically needed to happen over the last 30 days regarding this priority or strategy. They should have the answer. And that's also accountability. We ask, are we on track? Acknowledging that the answer very well may be no. And that's okay. There's no judgment in that. We need to know where we're at. We need to be aligned on that. And based on that, we ask what specifically has to be done over the next 30 days. They should know the activities that need to be done so that in 30 days, we will be on track for this priority or strategy. And then we ask the question, who owns it? Who's the one person most responsible for making that happen? And is that on their 411? which we're going to talk about the 411 in the next episode. It's a tool that gives you as an individual clarity on your priorities. So every week, you're executing the priorities that keep you on track with your plan. You have this conversation month after month after month. It gives people the space to come back to what matters most. So let's five to 10,000 feet. What have you learned today? Based on everything we've talked about, where do you have an opportunity to improve in your planning process?
And based on that, what's one thing you can do? Such that by doing it, everything else would be easier or unnecessary. If you would like us to help you implement this system, whether it's for you as an individual or with your team, just head on over to theonething.com. Again, that's theonething.com with the number one in the URL. If you're an individual, you can sign up for our Living Your One Thing training membership. We have a course in there that will help you create your GPS. And you also belong to a community of people that can support you along the way. And if you want this facilitated for your team, we have a team that can get this done for you. If it's in person, we can get it done in one day. If it's virtual, we get it done in two half days and your team will be more clear and more aligned than they have ever been on how they're going to move forward over the next year. Again, just head on over to theonething.com. You can click request a consultation. We'll line up a time to connect and we'll go from there. If this episode has brought value to you, who's one person you know that needs to hear this? Would you share it with them? And if you're new to the show, click the follow button so all future episodes will automatically be downloaded to your device of choice. Because in the next episode, we're going to walk you through how to go from a plan to as an individual, how you prioritize your activities so you know exactly what the things you need to do this week to be on track for your month and be on track for your year. You do not want to miss that. So make sure you follow the show. And finally, if you would leave us a rating and review on your podcast player, it would mean the world to us. It helps us reach more people and fulfill our purpose, which is to help you better invest your time so you can achieve extraordinary results. I'm your host, Jeff Woods. We look forward to being with you in the next episode.